This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. The King County Library System is looking for volunteers to assist with their study zone. And with more and talk about the various opportunities that are available is uh, King County Library System's Public Services Specialist, Annie Pointer. Good morning, Annie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, Annie, first of all, let's start by talking a little about uh, what is the Study Zone and who is it designed to serve? Yeah, so Study Zone programs are volunteer led programs. All of them are led by our volunteers. We have about 250 volunteers. And we started with the program in 2001 with tutors in the libraries. And then during the pandemic, we switched to online and we expanded to include Reading Buddies, Math Club, and a kid, Kids and Teens Talk Time program. And these are designed for K to 12 students, they're all free. And they're learning supports that help students with all of the um, reading, math, critical learning skills that they need to succeed in school. Oh, okay. And um, talk a little bit about the, um, the, I guess, the need and the uh, increased need as it relates to this program uh, and the volunteers. Yeah. We have still 250 volunteers now, mostly on the online side, and we are bringing it back into the buildings. So we have been adding more volunteers. We're going to be going up to up to 500 eventually. But right now, this fall, we're looking for 50 more volunteers to help us expand out to the branches and, and get those in-person programs up and running. Um, and we are looking for ages 15 up to adults. Um, all across the county, we have several libraries that are still looking for in-person. And, of course, we still have spots open online as well. Okay. Yeah. And then t- let's talk about some of the positions you guys are looking for. Uh, I understand that you have, like I said, uh, both online and in-person positions. Uh, and let's kind of start, if we can, by with uh, the initial uh, rationale behind the program uh, with the tutors. So our tutors are um, high school juniors and seniors up to adults. And they help students with their homework that they bring into the library or to the online program. Um, the expectation is that the volunteers can help with all subjects for grades K to 5. And then each tutor identifies and lets us know what languages they could help in, any subjects they can cover up to the advanced high school level. Um, and then the students let them know what they're working on, either practice materials or, or homework that they've brought from school. And so in the library, it's more of a group setting um, the volunteers are working with a couple kids at a time, um, kind of around a table, and it's very social. And then online, we've made it more one-to-one just because of the online format. It's a little harder to do a group on there for homework help. Um, but on the online format, they're doing one student at a time, unless students are working on a project together, of course. 
Um, so that's how the tutoring right. part of it works. Okay. And then from a tutoring perspective, um, what would you say to somebody? Because, uh, you know, a lot of us have been there, are, you know, if your kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews uh, need some her, especially in a subject like math, and they've kind of changed the way that they're teaching math. And so a person might not, might be very good at math, but might not be fully comfortable in the new way that they're teaching uh, math. Uh, do you guys offer assistance or program, or what would you say to somebody who's kind of in that position where they know how to um, are proficient in a subject like math and can help somebody, but are a little nervous about the new techniques that they're utilizing uh, to teach kids math these days? Well, the students do bring the instructions with them, and, and they usually include pretty clear detail about what is expected from each teacher. But we also have access to BrainFuse online, which is open to students as well, but it's a great resource for our volunteer tutors because it has a self-serve component that you can guide yourself through Washington State-aligned curriculum and help brush up on particular topics. So if you want to brush up on you know, how they're covering algebra right now, you can guide yourself through that just using your library card and logging into that. That's also a great resource for our older students who are in high school or college and need uh, professional tutors in that specific subject area. Um, so that's, that's been a good way for our tutors to help brush up specifically on what's being taught here in Washington. Uh, okay. And uh, next, let's talk a little bit about uh, reading buddies. So Reading Buddies started during the pandemic, and it ended up being a huge hit. So we have kept it online, and now we're rolling it out to libraries as well. We're going to have it at 13 locations this fall. Um, and for that, the librarians curate the book selection every two weeks so that those books change out and keep interesting for the students. And the Reading Buddy is working with two students at a time as the students take turns reading pages out loud, back and forth. Um, so that has a little social component to it as well, which the kids find really engaging and fun. And the reading buddies are coaching them on pronunciation, sounding out words, uh, comprehension, if they come across a big word, helping them understand what it means. Um, for that, they do need to be comfortable using OverDrive eBooks online and, and how to navigate eBook pages. Um, and if they're doing the online program, of course, they'd want to be comfortable using Zoom and, and have a computer that they're comfortable um, navigating. All right. And I think we already kind of talked about this, but there might be a little bit more that people might need, and that's the math instructors. Yeah, so we have a math club program. For that, you do have to be a high school student, so that's open to 16 to 19-year-olds who are high school juniors and seniors. All of our math clubs are taught by high schoolers, and it's for primarily kindergarten through middle school, though high schoolers are welcome to attend the classes as well. The, the content is aimed at the elementary and middle school ages. And part of the fun for them of learning math is that it's a high schooler teaching it, not another adult talking math with them. They get a high schooler that they get to engage with, and they find that really um, in, in, in interesting and just more fun to kind of less pressure do their math topics. Uh, the high schoolers design the math uh, lesson for each week, and we give them guidance on what to teach and, and how the format should look. Um, and then they're paired with a teaching partner, and the two of them teach the class on Zoom. That one right now is online only, but we do have some plans to bring that um, in buildings in the future. Um, and we have some float spots for that still available for the online program where they sometimes can sub in math club if our instructor is absent, or they can sub as tutors um, and fill in the overflow for tutoring when those spots fill up, which they fill up pretty fast most days.
And um, can we talk a little bit about um, the greeter, the volunteer greeters and lobby rovers that you guys are looking for as well? Yeah, so our greeters are people who are very comfortable being on camera all the time and engaging with the students. They're the people that are the first person those students see when they log in and they create that uh, sense of welcome and the the tone of, of their experience for the whole um, online environment. And they're going to be the ones who ask the student what activity they want to do that day and um, help kind of gauge where we're moving them. And then someone from the back end is doing the assigning in Zoom so that that greeter can kind of maintain so-called virtual eye contact with the camera and help those kids to stay connected and engaged. Um, we do have all the reader spots that we need right now, but we always need tutors and reading buddies who are in our float positions who can be a substitute for that, that greeter role because that role is pretty critical and having several people on every shift who can sub is very helpful for us. And then the room rovers, um, those volunteers are helping us keep a safe space online. So they move through the rooms and they pop into the rooms every few minutes and they're just being extra eyes and ears for the librarians to make sure that there's you know, technical issues that need to be addressed or, you know, kindergartners being kindergartners and maybe not being as respectful to the volunteers they should be and, and, you know, getting a little distracted, the librarians can come in and help steer things back in the right direction. Um, so they're helping us just to kind of keep keep an eye on and make sure that nobody needs help or some redirection or anything like that. Uh, and, Annie, this sounds like, I mean, I've listened to all this and I, I kind of read up on it, but I'm even listening to you. This sounds like a very comprehensive programs you guys have in place with this um, study zone um, and really sounds like an excellent opportunity for people to kind of get involved uh, with the community and really impact um, the academic uh, and social achievements of our young men and young women here in the in King County. Absolutely and, and we have such a huge range of students who come from all different backgrounds different ages different loves of learning. Some of them are less excited about it, but having someone who is welcoming to them and supportive of them, for some students, that's what they need is just someone to be patient with them and encouraging and help them form that habit of doing their homework each day and staying on track with it. And let's be honest, sometimes with our families, we push each other's buttons. So doing homework with our family can be a little challenging at times. Mm. they're not going to be the same with a tutor who's not their their mom and dad or their sibling. There's going to be a little more courtesy, a little more patience, and a little less button pushing. And so often at the end of homework, there's less frustration and less tears just because the experience was different going in. They didn't have the same perspective that this person helping me, it, it, they're not going to be getting as frustrated or, or um, getting off track with them in the same way, way they would with family. I hear so many families who attend Study Zone who come back and say, the reason we love this program is my child is smiling at the end of their homework instead of crying at the end of their homework. And that's because of that different dynamic that happens when you're working with a non-family member versus your family. But it just makes such a difference for them to have that welcoming person. And, um, and that is one of our goals of all the Study Zone programs is to create a welcoming, consistent environment for students to do their homework, uh, to get that reading support so we can instill a love of reading. Um, and that's what we're seeing with that Reading Buddies piece is that the students that are reluctant to read or maybe feel intimidated by blocks of text, they're developing some excitement around reading. They're finding books that they actually want to read and our librarians then can come and help them find more of those books. 
Um, and they're, they're actually enjoying that reading practice that makes such a difference in them improving their reading skills. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, Annie, let's talk a little bit about the age requirements. I know you kind of talked about that throughout as with each level, uh, but the age requirements uh, and the time commitment um, that you guys require uh, for volunteers. Yeah, so the time commitment is one hour per week for reading buddies and two hours per week for tutors. The math club um, float positions are two hours online. If you're a lead instructor, it's one hour of class time online and then one hour asynchronous per week of lesson planning time. Um, and then we do ask our volunteers to log in like 10 to 10 to 15 minutes before we open to students so that we are ready to go the minute we open those virtual doors or the soon as students arrive at the library. Um, they are there right on time, and they are ready to go the minute we are opening the official shift time. Um, the minimum age for volunteers is 15 to be a reading buddy in the library or to be a room rover online, and then it's 16 to be a tutor or a reading buddy online. Um, and then we go up to adults, so we have lots of adult volunteers as well. All right. And are there any specific qualifications that uh people need to have or anything like that or is it kind of open so they do need to be washington state residents and they'll need to pass a background check um, and we do have required study zone training that helps them be prepared for each of the programs that they would be participating in um, and that helps us ensure that students have that consistency that whatever library they come into or if they do it online the program feels familiar and they know what to expect and that comes from that training component um, and then we also um would need the online tutors to have a laptop uh, or computer that they can work from. It's not as effective to do it on an iPad or a phone just because of the inner engagement with um, Zoom can be a little tricky on those for helping with homework. Uh, and, a, of course, a reliable Internet connection for the online shift. Um, and then as far as the tutoring piece, the volunteers just need to be able to help with all the subjects for elementary and then have one or two topics they feel they could help with at the high school, you know, up to AP college prep kind of level. Um, and then we would want our reading buddies, of course, to, you know, have good, strong um, reading comprehension and um, feel very comfortable engaging with students and, and um, talking with them and, and encouraging and supporting them. Um, and then, of course, we are going to want to make sure that um, – they feel comfortable with using overdrive ebooks and and navigating ebooks and uh, in the library they would be doing it on an iPad as well for that part. All right, uh, and Annie, before I let you go, uh, you know how can people get more information or apply uh, to volunteer for this study zone? Yeah, so if they want to know more about the program itself, they can call Ask KCLS at four two five four six two nine six zero zero, or they can email studyzone at kcls.org, and then our study zone webpage is kcls.org forward slash study zone, and then if they're interested in volunteering online, they can find the application link right on kcls.org forward slash volunteer. If they're looking for one of those shifts in person at a library, it's best to talk directly to the study zone liaison at that branch. And they are still looking for volunteers at Boulevard Park, Carnation, Kent, Kent Panther Lake, Valley View, Maple Valley, Tequila, Vashon, and White Center for in-person spots. All right. And is this a is there is this an uh, open and ongoing application period, or there's specific time frames yes. to apply in a deadline? 
We always have a, a rolling ongoing because spots do open up throughout the year. We have the biggest chunk of openings at the beginning of the school year. There's the biggest transition of, um, you know, high schoolers who've graduated and gone off to college, families change jobs. So we see the biggest turnover right in that August to September uh, time frame. But then we always have, you know, throughout the year things happen, people's schedules change, and so spots open up throughout the year. And the program runs year-round, so we've always got spots that open up um, later on in the semester or during the spring. All right. Um, Annie, I'm going to ask you to give out the uh, phone number and the uh, email address, I believe, that you had given out and the URL for people to get uh, more information um, or to apply. Yep. So ask uh, KCLS. The phone number is 425-462-9600. And then the email is studyzone at kcls.org. All right. Well, Annie, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show and just bringing this valuable information um, to our community and, more importantly, for KCLS to have this valuable resource available um, to our young men and women here in the community. Thank you so much.